It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show, your hey, indictment update. Uh, happy birthday to Pete Davidson. He had a good, you know, rough, but he didn't got some nice ass. But I mean, he, I, mean, I mean, he got a nice little catalog. Something, I guess. Got a nice little catalog. <laughs> uh, happy birthday to Bowl Bowl. Him and Common got some de- dope catalogs. I'm just saying. Oh, got, yeah, for sure. Some. Happy birthday to Bowl Bowl. Happy birthday to Lisa Bonet. She's aging so well. Um, happy birthday to Maggie Gyllenhaal. Happy birthday to Harry Lennox. Uh, talented, talented actor and frat brother. Uh, happy birthday to Amari Stoudemire. Happy birthday to Osi Yamanera. Happy birthday to Vinny Testaverde. Happy birthday uh, to Isaiah John. Leon Simmons on Snowfall. Happy birthday to Dwight Gooden. Dr. K. Um, happy birthday to Noah Gray, Gabby, my wife and kids. Happy birthday, poss- possibly, to Mer- uh, Burgess Meredith. You know who he was, right? I who the, yeah, the I penguin. The, the penguin. The don't penguin. tell her. Don't tell her. See from Batman. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no, the penguin from the North the Pole. Zoo. What <laughs> didn't he do also? <laughs> no, that was the Earl. penguin was the from Happy Feet. Uh, what do you mean? It could have been. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. There was a guy who did the snowman on a... Uh, no, Burl Ives. Burl Ives. It was a, oh, Burl Ives. Yeah, that's Burl Ives. Yeah. Who has Silver one of the best, Chris, gold, best Christmas Silver. albums ever. Speaking of Christmas albums, Christmas trees are up, albums yeah. are playing. Yeah, Just so you I know. learned an interesting thing about Christmas trees. What'd you learn? I ain't gonna tell you right now. Well, yeah. Happy birthday, uh, possibly, to JoJo White. Listen, we got a great show lined up for you. Jazz is gonna tell us what's trending. I'm gonna have a little note from the GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Jazz man, man, tell these good people what's trending. So, uh, Vernest Moore, fashion designer out of New Jersey, passed away. Uh, I can't say that I'm familiar with it. I can't say that I'm familiar either, but apparently, you don't know a fashion dude? I don't. Mm. Imagine that. Mm. But apparently, very popular in New Jersey. Uh, and uh, they did a, I guess, a fashion show at the funeral. So, of course, social media had a lot to say about it. A lot of people thought it was inappropriate. However, the main person, the main model who walked during the fashion show, which was fabulous, by the way, uh, Erica Carrington, she says that that's exactly what her friend would have wanted because they actually spoke about it. And I oh, guess was that the dude that was uh, in the casket? And then she walks down, you know, on the runway like modeling one of his designs in front oh, I didn't of know the what open that was. casket. I didn't mm-hmm. know what that was. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I saw that on the page. I had no idea what it yeah, was. Yeah, that's what it was. Right. And she was like, I don't know why everybody's so upset about it. And, you know, everybody's talking to her about it. Like, she's made her rounds and everything because people are very upset thinking there are some things that are just inappropriate at a funeral, and this is one. But she said, you know, we talked about this and planned it out ahead of time from Vernest himself, and this is what he wanted. And so she put on a show. Um, and a show she yeah, did. I didn't, it, I didn't. I didn't know what it was, but now, I could, yeah, if that's what he wanted. I mean, yeah. you I mean know, he ain't, he ain't it's his funeral. Yeah. I mean, he ain't here, but you know, it was his funeral. That's yeah. I think it's good to have somebody thing. who's going to carry out yeah. what you want, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of inappropriate, I don't know if you've seen this video that's gone viral. Don't uh, preface family, it by saying inappropriate. Well, right, I think it's pretty inappropriate. Okay, and typically, you see. you have a, a lot of those on your page. Yes, you post them. Wait so a minute. I, wait a minute. Anyway, back to this story. Louisiana family throws a birthday party for some kids. And they got guns and cash. That's it was inappropriate. very inappropriate to That's see them. And the adults are standing around watching these kids pick up. And I don't know if they're toy guns, but either way, it's inappropriate because they yeah. couldn't be. But maybe 
six and not even that old. I think one of the kids might have been four or five years old. Right. The other one looked to be about maybe six. And they're yeah. picking up the guns and there's rap playing in the background. And they're throwing cash. It's very disturbing. <laughs> that's, it, that's inappropriate. Yeah, it was very disturbing. It's about time you lived up to the hype. That's that's wow. very, that earned the that earned being called inappropriate. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right. Thank, Thank you. I appreciate that. And you know what? That's what's trending. All right. Coming up, we got a little note from the GD section. This is the D.L. Hughley Show. So, of course, over the weekend, uh, Tim Scott, uh, the junior senator from South Carolina, ended or suspended, uh, shall we say, his uh, campaign for presidency. Uh, he is ill-fated, never took a, a campaign that never took off. Honestly, who on earth would be Tim Scott's constituent? I want to know because everybody to vote or to run for president, you have to believe you have the backing of at least someone. Like somebody's crazy about you. If it's unions or poor people or, or you know, uh, the Latin community or the black community or gays or business people. I wonder who Tim Scott's constituents was. Tim Scott uh, is what is indicative of the Republican Party these days, which is he is exists to scrape racism off everything they do. He's the token they use to say, see, we're not ra- racist. Hit it, Tim. Like when uh, uh, Donald Trump, uh, there were the uh, those racist attacks in Charlottesville. And uh, Tim Scott uh, said, well, you know, we, he, he, I, I'll talk to him. He, he didn't mean it, right? Or when uh, Maranatha, Mother Maranatha was attacked and Skip, Tim Scott, their response, him and Nick Haley's response, instead of saying anything that decried racism, they just killed. Listen, racism doesn't exist, but their response to a mass shooting was to take the Confederate flag away, which is a symbol of racism. But you, your, your idea was always racism doesn't exist, but we're going to remove the flag anyway. Who was his constituent? Because Tim Scott is an unremarkable man. This is how you know he's unremarkable, because he was appointed by a Republican governor and a Republican governor uh, would have never appointed a black man that she could not trust. They would never appoint a black man is Ben Carson. I don't care if it's Clarence Thomas. They're never going to give a black man. They can't trust the keys to the kingdom or the appearance of the keys to the kingdom. Tim Scott's job is and was to smile and make racism go away. That's all he did. His biggest asset was obedience, and that doesn't fly fly in a national election. Tim Scott would have never been president, uh, never been a senator at all, had he had to run for president, to, uh, senator to get the job. Never. Who, even in, even in South Carolina, he is unremarkable. Because that is the way they like it. They pick black men for their obedience and their ability to smile while they do incredibly racist, incendiary thing and to divert you. To tell you racism doesn't exist, even though I'm an affirmative action, Howard. (laughs) If racism fine, even though I only got my job because I was a black, obedient guy. You can't even, even his life story. Anybody running for president that goes to that many debates usually says something somebody can't remember. Can you tell me one thing he said that you can remember? Anything. Nothing. Because he's an unremarkable man, and that is the way they like it. That is the way they choose their black people. The black people they use are always unremarkable, but they're reliable. You suspended your campaign that never started. He still had, he had a lot of money. He had $30 million that somebody gave him, big businesses gave him. Name me one commercial he ran that was remarkable. One thing he said is remarkable. Nothing. 
That is the way that it, 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 he's a milk toast. He's a milk toast jigaboo. That's what he was. You can't pretend and running for president. He didn't have a remarkable moment. He didn't have a remarkable second. His remarkable, most remarkable thing was when he brought out his girlfriend well into the campaign. And he bought her out because people were questioning his sexuality. He bought her out to say, look, my only question isn't what did he think he was going to accomplish? My only question isn't what are you going to do now? My only question is, do you think that you'll ever run for president again? The only question that I think I and rightfully other people have is, is the girl he paid to play his girlfriend, does she still get the bonus? That's a little note from the GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. She's jazz. She's smart. It's the Jazzy Report on the D.L. Hughley Show. The U.S. Supreme Court has published a new code of ethics following a series of high-profile accounts of several justices accepting travel and other benefits from wealthy backers. The code lists five canons by which justices are expected to abide, including uh, sections pertaining to avoiding impropriety and the appearance of impropriety in all activities and extrajudicial activities that are consistent with the obligations of the office. Clarence Thomas's wife tried to help overthrow the government. Clarence Thomas is so bond paid for he actually has a name tag I mean a price tag hanging from his ear I mean I'm surprised they haven't done anything like there there was no um, any kind of disciplinary action nothing nothing at all it's it's judges oversee themselves right yep police departments oversee themselves right there's that yeah uh, you know uh, senators and congressmen oversee themselves and you wonder why we don't have justice yeah why are you telling us then? That's my thing. You're just going to tell, tell us and they're going to do nothing about it. They, 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 uh, expose told us. Yeah. Him sitting around yeah. smoking yeah. cigars yeah. enjoying himself. Yeah. He, 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 Clarence Thomas, he, he couldn't have done better if he won the lotto. <laughs> he, he got, they needed a to replace and they got one. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, the, the greatest, one of the greatest jurists in history. Yep. Black jurists in history. Mm-hmm. And he, and, and, and Bush went, hey, we'll get this here, this unremarkable and he'll do what we need him to do. And he'll do what he needs. And that's what he does. Yeah, that's a shame. He, he repeat Thurgood Marshall. If you put Thurgood Marshall's resume for for his entree into into the Supreme Court and Clarence Thomas, it's laughable. But I think the the, the campaign to get Clarence Thomas it actually said any will do. That's what I think the T-shirt said. That's a shame. I think so. Thurgood Marshall's yeah. name. Yes. Well, the gap in life expectancy between American men and women is now the biggest it's been since the mid-1990s. Oh, I bet. In 2021, the gender gap in life expectancy rose to 5.8 years, the largest since 1996. And in 2010, the gap was at its smallest in recent history, 4.8. Uh, the pandemic and opioid overdose, overdoses are key factors. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. 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 You can tell you can tell. I don't really. I'm just. You know, <laughs> can you thank tell? you. You're welcome. I mean, I mean, and you know, everybody else's life expectancy went up except uneducated uh, uh, white men. white people. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. So what they gonna do? A uh, podcaster says that Spanish women are raised to be wives and to serve from a young age. However, black women, he says, are raised to be strong, tough, and independent. Is he right? Let me hear a little bit of that clip. A Spanish woman, they're raised to to be a wife. But why isn't a black woman raised that? Most way? black women are raised to be independent. Remember, remember, let's be Wait, real. Say that again. Most black women are raised to be strong, mm-hmm. tough, independent, and don't take no this. Because the daddy wasn't this. I raised you alone by myself. Be a strong black woman. So they come into the game with their guard up ready. Spanish girl, 
is raised to serve. Yeah. They be cooking for their father at a young age, washing the dishes, washing the table, mopping all Saturday morning. Let's face it, they're raised to serve. All right, now, um, I don't know. Like, I, I know that um, um, I've seen video where if a man is helping, a Latin man is helping his wife with- uh, with uh, The kids. Chores or mm -hmm. kids. The, the the mother of that uh, of that uh, girl gets upset and like why you, he's supposed to do so um um whereas black women uh have a different uh uh you know he says or raise a different way do you agree um 877-242-2426 also to step on twitter d.o hughley radio or on facebook the d.o hughley show and the website is the d.o hughley show.com now yeah i'm gonna begin to your calls in a bit uh so uh podcaster we're gonna let you hear the audio at the beginning uh, so you can see what he says, uh, but I just thought it'd be an interesting conversation. Um, so we'll see what you say. Eight seven seven two four two two four two six is the deal, Hughley Show. A podcaster makes this comparison. He says this: A Spanish woman, they're raised to to be a wife. But why isn't a black woman raised that? Most way? black women are raised to be independent. Remember, remember. Let's be Let's real. Say that again. Most black women are raised, are raised to be strong, mm -hmm. tough. Independent and don't take no this shit. The daddy wasn't this shit. I raise you alone by myself. Be a strong black woman. So they come into the game with their guard up ready. Spanish girl is raised to serve. Yeah. They be cooking for their father at a young age, washing the dishes, washing the table, mopping all Saturday morning. Let's face it, they're raised to serve. Do you think he has a point? You know, I I I am reticent. To cast any whole group with a broad brush, even broads. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate it too. But in my experience, most of the black women I know uh, have, uh, you know, a, a very independent, very uh, 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 much of what he says I recognize in the women I know. Yes. I don't know a lot of Spanish women, um, uh, but what he says. From my perspective, the women I know, including the people I'm sitting across to right right now, are you pointing at me? I'm, well, yeah. <laughs> um, um, we're gonna go to a uh, 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 DJ Lucci. What are they saying out there? What do they say? Do, do they agree with that? Yes, Steph from Philly said. I mean, I can agree with that to some degree. I mean, according to society, that's what it looks like. Yeah. So, Elaine so, uh, 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 Lucci, you yeah. were raised. I don't know. You just raised me to. Be cool with dudes, and that didn't work out. So, right. <laughs> I made her a lesbian. No, now she now was, was, was your wife. Dudes, was, yeah. your, was your wife uh, raised to cater to her mate? No, Alex. Well, no, Alex was actually raised. Her parents raised her as a, another parent. She was a parent to her yeah. her sibling. Yeah. So okay. they didn't raise her to cater okay. to her mate. They they raised her to like. Be another parent. All I know is that at your wedding, we had so many Puerto Ricans that we could have started a baseball team. I swear to God. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> like, one time, my, Ryan called me. She said, look at, look at Nola. Look at, she's helping me clean up. I'm like, she's Latin. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> when my grandson finally gets here, I'm going to get him a leaf blower for Christmas. That's oh what I'm going to do. That's <laughs> terrible. All right, so a uh, a podcaster says, "Let me let you hear it on the way out." A Spanish woman, they're raised to to be a wife. But why isn't a black woman raised that? Most way? black women are raised to be independent. Remember, remember, let's be real. Say that again. Most black women are raised to be strong, mm -hmm. 
tough, independent, and don't take no this shit. If the daddy wasn't this shit, I raised you alone by myself, be a strong black woman. So they come into the game with their guard up ready. Spanish girl is raised to serve. Yeah. They be cooking for their father at a young age, washing the dishes, washing the table, mopping all Saturday morning. Let's face it, they're raised to serve. Uh, do you agree? We got your calls coming up. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. All right, it's the D.L. Hughley Show. Uh, so a podcaster said this. A Spanish woman, they're raised to, to be a wife. But why isn't a black woman raised that Most way? black women are raised to be independent. Remember, remember, let's be Can real. Say that again? Most black women are raised to be strong, mm-hmm. tough, independent, and don't take no this shit. If daddy wasn't this shit, I'll raise you alone by myself, be a strong black woman. Uh, and we're talking to the, the Latin chick here and the uh, the sister, the, the black sister girl here. Yeah. Selena, so you were raised, your mother and father. Did, no, did your mother raise you to be catered to a man or did your father raise you to be catered to a man? Uh, a little bit of both, but that, it didn't mean that we were that I wasn't raised also to be strong. It yeah. just it just came with, you know, your yeah. dad is the main person in this house right. and, you know. He's the yeah, man of the household, and so yeah. Which do you have a more? So when you when you you've had men, did you did yeah. you cater to them? I'm a little submissive, yeah. but it no, not, I haven't noticed that. Why don't you try that around <laughs> us sometimes? Well, I but it, it does it hasn't worked out in my favor. Yeah, yeah. it could. If, <laughs> try it on me. Let's see. Um, so you're a little submissive. Yeah. Uh, I guess I've I've submitted to the wrong people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. And Jasmine. Well, you're the opposite of that. So, you you two literally embody the very thing that he's saying. Yes, which is why I am not in disagreement with what he said. Do you have right? to do your hand like that. You have yeah, to. Yeah, because okay. I'm I'm emphasizing <laughs> my words. It's so, not catering to you. It's it's catering to me because right, it's emphasizing right. my words. Now, and I and I think I think there are reasons for that. Like you said that. Uh, uh, your father told you that too, right? Never take care of my that. father told me that absolutely, right? And so I and don't my know. My mother, I'm a- by the way, I think the reason she was the way she was with me well, when she was is because she ended up uh, having a family and getting married, and so all of the things she wanted to do in terms of finishing school and, right. and kind of being successful right. in her own right, right, she could not do. Right, and so she and my grandmother were like, you know, go to school, get right. an education, right. so make a way like for me. yourself, right, right. so you don't have to be depend right. on a guy for everything. Right. There you so go. basically, you were a bullet in the head of your mother's dreams, right? Is that what no, you're I was my mother's dreams. That's <laughs> what I, I am. Don't think I am her is. dream. Absolutely. Uh, so a podcaster says this. A Spanish woman, they're raised to, to be a wife. But why isn't a black woman raised that Most way? black women are raised to be independent. Um, we're asking, do you agree? 877-242-2426. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. So the question we're asking... A podcaster said this. A Spanish woman, they're raised to, to be a wife. But why isn't a black woman raised that Most way? black women are raised to be independent. Do you agree? That is the question that we are posing to you. Um, um, I've, I've never been with a, a Latin woman because I wasn't like a Dominican or a Puerto Rican because they weren't out when I grew up. They Wait didn't a minute. have them. What do you mean they weren't out? <laughs> you didn't, you weren't Cal, around they them, were, but they were, they were out. Yeah, yeah, they're not in California. They didn't have them. Yeah, no, 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 you just said they weren't out. Not that version. The 2.0. This is true. I think I came to New York for the first time 
as a grown man in the early 90s and I saw these black women, these black people speaking Spanish. And I was like, what, is, what are those? <laughs> what are those? Like, I literally, literally no, I, I had you. no idea. Yeah, I because, see because I grew up in Los Angeles. Right. So, and it's beautiful Mexican women, but I never, you know, I never saw anything. Dominican I thought they were black people that, that I, I, I was like, why are these yeah. Spanish? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but even in, even in the Mexican culture, women, women, I don't care if it's Mexican, I don't care if it's Guatemalan, I don't care if it's Venezuelan, I don't care if it's Argentinian, I don't care if it's Spanish. Mm-hmm. Culturally, they seem to have been raised to cater to men. You're right, but but we have but, to... And, all- and African women have too, but not African-American women. Correct. But yes, also, when you speak about all of those, yeah, the group of people cans. you just talked about, right. the kids... What you also see, though, is the reciprocity from the men, because a lot of times when you see them out walking, the men are walking and pushing the the buggies of their babies. When they make that money, they bring it all home and give it to their wife. And you know what I mean? So it's it's almost like an equal thing. He goes out and he works. He brings the money home. She's the one who takes the money, pays all the bills, takes care of the house. But he also, if you see in those neighborhoods, I know when I moved to New York for the first time and I lived out on Long Island, you know, there was a whole population of those cans that you're talking about. And in the morning. Morning, the men would be walking, uh, pushing the baby strollers. Yeah, I don't know who those are, but um, <laughs> Nicaraguans. I think it was. I don't remember. Yeah, that had <laughs> so. Uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! Junius, what were you saying? No, I was saying. Uh, I guess I grew up at the forefront of this transition because uh, sure. when my sure. parents separated, which I was about five, yeah. uh, I was raised with my three sisters. Uh, the same way my mom said that no longer was she going to be teach her daughters to be catering to men and because of of the negative experience she had yeah well she grew up in the country she grew up you know they she came from Opelousas and you know she had to cater to her dad and her brothers and she said that you know that day is over. So, yeah. you know, yeah. you're going to learn to do. Got emancipated. So the, what the I podcast, teach, it was right, right? Yeah. He said, what What I teach them, I'm teaching you. I want you to be yeah. a, your own man. You don't need yeah. no woman to do it. So that's yeah. that's how I, I grew up. That's right. why I do what I do right now. I wouldn't I wouldn't be with a woman who didn't cater to me to some degree. Mm. To some degree. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. It wouldn't be I would. I would. Now, I'm not talking about I'm the end all be all. But but I wouldn't I wouldn't you say uh, that for have, around here yeah. have a woman <laughs> no. in my life who would and I'm and I'm I'm not saying it's not reciprocal but every example I'm hearing here in this zeitgeist in this environment reaffirms what this kid what this kid said it does but to be clear most women that I know uh-huh. would cater to a man that they felt was either catering to them, right. taking care Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. You wouldn't have to ask for Absolutely. it. I am the same way. Or I am very independent. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I, I try to you know make sure that you know I, I can make my way through the day by myself, right? However, if I met a man that I loved and I felt as though he was, I'm not going to say worthy, but I felt as he was giving to right. me, I would also give right. to him. He wouldn't have to ask me to do anything for him. I would do it yeah, automatically. Yeah, okay. I would cater to him. Where is I ain't this found him yet. Yeah, okay. I'm still looking. You know why? You know why? You probably killed him. <laughs> I did not. I'm I did not. I'm sure. sure. You know? You know he's, he's at home in my basement. He's in the compost pile. Yeah. That's not true. His That's name not is true. his name is decomposition. Yeah. <laughs> we get to your calls. It's the DMUGLY show. So a podcaster said this. A Spanish woman, they're raised to, to be a wife. But why isn't a black woman raised that Most way? Most black women are raised to be independent. 
Remember, remember, let's be Wait, real. Most black women are raised to be strong, tough, independent, and don't take no this shit. The daddy wasn't this shit. I raised you alone by myself, be a strong black woman. So they come into the game with their guard up yes. ready. Spanish girl is raised to serve. Yeah. They be cooking for their father at a young age, washing the dishes, washing the table, mopping all Saturday morning. Let's face it, they're raised to serve. And, uh, you know, I don't want to cast aspersions, but uh, I think a general consensus is that was right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In this room. He was indeed. It, okay, we're going through the phones. He is absolutely right. Black women are not even taught date. We're never taught to date. Black women are taught to be independent, to be strong, to learn how to take care of themselves independently. And all of the other races, white women are taught how to date, Hispanic women are taught how to serve, but black women are taught to be independent, depend on nobody but themselves. I agree with that. Um, my ex-girlfriend was Puerto Rican, and her grandmother used to used to praise serving us or serving people. When on the other hand, black women, they typically want for themselves. And that's just my experience. I'm a black man, and when it comes down to it, black women always wonder why we date outside the race, and that's the main reason why. I was raised that you can take care of yourself and anybody else can take care of you. You don't serve nobody. They serve you. So, yes. I was raised to be strong. Um, I think uh, that it is. So it is. But even it's not just uh, if you are uh, Asian cultures, women are taught that way. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. They are. African cultures. Women are taught that way. West Indian cultures. Women are taught that way. It's only these broads here. Yeah. Well, you know what? But I, I, don't, mean, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. No, no I think, no, you know, no, no. when you oh, wow. when you look at what women, when women have done, I, I will speak specifically about black women right. in this country, what right. they have done. I don't think yes. that had they spent all of their time yes. catering to someone yes. that they would have been able to do what they've been able to do. Right. Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't yeah, understand what there's right. a problem with it. I, I uh, okay. think I right. think here, here's a problem. I think I think we are conditioned. Do you ever notice we always have this, uh, a strong black independent woman? You never hear strong black Asian woman, a strong black no. white woman. I and no, now black, white I understand the part of it that's positive. But here's the thing is a man and a woman, you're not supposed to be independent. You're supposed to have a helpmate. You're supposed, so we have conditioned, she's a strong black independent woman or independent yeah. black woman. Well, you don't never well, hear that it's clear that to another it, it, race. Well, I, never. But Eve was black, because you could tell by when Adam took the rib, it had sauce on it. So <laughs> anyway. I'm just telling you this. But you never <laughs> well, hear that term well, to another race. And the other thing, to be clear, we didn't we didn't name ourselves that. I, you I, guys I, I, did. Or I'm somebody saying, did. Wait, wait, somebody, not you. Not you. But someone on the outside did yeah. that. And you know what? It is the you know, it is the necessity that, that we had to do that, right? Necessity is the what? The mother of invention. So we didn't want we don't it's not that we don't want helpmates or don't want to be helpmates, but after a while, some stuff got to be done around here. So well, you know, all I, I, know I, I, I need a house. I can't wait on a man to buy that for me. So I need to make sure I'm educated. I need to make sure that I know what I'm doing from a business perspective so I can get that house. Otherwise, I'll All be out in the streets. All I know is enrollment in salsa classes just jumped up. Shut I know up. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. We get to another call. We're going to have some music for you and I ain't going to brush up on my Rosetta Stone. I'll be right back. <laughs> it's the deal. <laughs> so, so a podcaster said this. A Spanish woman, they're raised to, to be a wife. 
But why isn't a black woman raised that? Most way? black women are raised to be independent. Remember, remember, let's be real. Say that again. Most black women are raised to be strong, mm -hmm. tough, independent, and don't take no this shit. The daddy wasn't this shit. I raised you alone by myself, be a strong black woman. So they come into the game with their guard up yes. ready. Spanish girl is raised to serve. Yeah. They be cooking for their father at a young age, washing the dishes, washing the table, mopping all Saturday morning. Let's face it, they're raised to serve. And uh, the the consensus in the in this room, um, and uh, you know, Jasmine, Lena, they pretty much you know they're on the opposite side of the spectrum. But Lena says she was raised in a way that she was raised to cater to a man. Jasmine assassinated five family members. I mean, I mean, and and was raised to be independent See. because she had to get her own bail money. Um, we're gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna go to the phones. What do you think? That has never been a truer statement made. I have a Puerto Rican grandmother and I have a African American grandmother. And when I say the way that they raised me was completely on two different sides of the spectrum, my black grandmother said, "You do for yourself. You don't let no, you know what, have to do for you. You make sure that you're taken care of and your family's taken care of at the end of the day." Whereas in my Puerto Rican grandmother was ironing my uncle's and my dad's drawers, and I'm talking about grown amen ironing their underwear. So yes, I agree with that statement. Black mothers and black grandmothers have been teaching us black women for generations to make sure that we can survive. That's why we do so well in this world, because we can survive. We have that strength. But my Puerto Rican grandmother, I love her, I love her to death, but I can't tolerate that. You gotta cater to your man and make sure that he's doing all these other things. I ain't got time. It's, I agree with the statement because it's never a truer statement. So I do not, I agree with him to the fullest thing of what he said. I agree with him to a certain extent. I agree that we are brought up to um, be strong, independent, and, and educated, and, and make something of ourselves, but I would believe that that is in every culture. I mean, because this is in Bridgerton, and we're not being groomed to, to, to just be servants and be married and pop out babies. But the real question is, why is it that in our culture and black culture that we are raised that way why we should it shouldn't be like that but the answer is because of black men in my opinion it's black men it's the lack of them being providers it's how they're influenced by uh society whether it's music or or who they look up to i mean we're always downgraded and other races are, of women are always held at a higher standard than we are. It's like we have to fight for recognition. We have to fight to be treated correctly. Like a lot of black men fake it till they make it and then we just get tired of it. So yeah, we're gonna be strong and independent and be able to provide for ourselves because the black man that's supposed to provide for us isn't providing. Um, Lena, you were saying something off there. I don't want to get back to what we were saying. No, I was, I was going to say that um, sometimes I feel like it's an American thing, though, because my aunts who grew up here... Yeah. Um, my, not my mom my mom grew up in DR but right. my aunts who grew up here they look down on my mom yeah. for being traditional tainted. yeah they're well tainted. I don't know about tainted but they're like tainted. And, but they're all they've single been, they've been ruined they're all single yeah. single moms but they okay they all yeah. make fun of my mom for being traditional so imports are better right that's what you're saying right they're no free I'm just saying that it, it may not be a black woman thing I think it's an American yeah, ideology maybe, maybe yeah but all I know is that uh, uh, you were one side of the spectrum. You were raised a certain way. Jasmine was raised a certain way. This 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 podcaster, you know, he started he started some stuff 
when he said that. And uh, I just want you guys to know, I didn't say it. I don't agree. Yes, you I do. do. I Jasmine, agree. I, I've seen I I've seen Jasmine in relationships, and right. she's very catering. I am. She is. I've seen Jasmine smother puppies, so I'm just telling you. You are lying. (laughs) (laughs) But keep it going. (laughs) All right, we got life on the yard with that boy, Trey. See, Jasmine, speaking of life, she's not doing it, but Trey is on the yard (laughs) at an HBCU. It's the D.O. Euclid Show. Uh, That boy, Trey, is here to let us know what life is like at an HBCU with my life on the yard. What's good, y'all? This is that boy Trey, back again with another episode of My Life on the Yard, Inside Look at HBCU Life. One thing I can say about us HBCU students is we know how to get stuff done when the pressure is on. That switch of turn up to lock in is flipped way too effortlessly. The duality of man. I bring this up because I'm currently catching up on all my work that I missed during HOCO week. Them scheduling classes in the first place during homecoming is insane. Because who the hell is worried about Spanish and psychology while all the festivities are going on? I was the opposite of sober all week and they expected me to go to my 9 a.m. Are you crazy? But once the week was over, it was back to the grind. See me, I was smart. I got ahead on some stuff the week before Hoko, so I wouldn't have to worry about it for real. My homies though, man, I've seen a different kind of school anxiety after Hoko. These dudes are barely holding on, and they're all like STEM majors. So they were just being stupid, because how you gonna have the most rigorous major and then not do work for a week? It would make more sense for me to do it. I'm a psych major. I could get less of a, f- you know what I mean? Like, dude, that engineering stuff is a different game. I miss a measly class, and it's just a discussion. These Negroes miss a class, and they contemplate checking out, trying to catch up. We get what needs to be done, done at the end of the day. Fourth quarter Kobe-ish, you feel me? Because we're too stubborn to flunk out. Now, dropping out on some before the anti-Semitic Kanye stuff is a totally different situation, you know? Actually, based on what goes on through Ye's head now, college was probably needed, but hey, hey, whatever. All right, y'all. That's all I got for y'all today. Till next time, this has been That Boy Trey, checking out with another episode of My Life on the Yard. Inside look at HBCU Life. Thank you, Trey. The military man, Jamal Kings, is going to be here to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. That's coming up on the D.L. Hughley Show. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. Your Indictment uh, update. Um, it, it's interesting. Um, no matter who the uh, president... Well, like, I was listening to Barack Obama, and he was talking about Palestine, mm-hmm. um, which really was kind of disingenuous to me, even though I love Barack Obama. He did... He, he would do it. Why was it disingenuous? Because a lot of this was going on when he was president. He did nothing. Yeah. Because every president, American president, is going to do it exactly the same way. Yeah. Well, what could he have done? Um, I think that our policy in, if we're talking about a two-state solution, that needs to be a real thing. And it can't be predicated on us telling you what freedom looks like for you. Mm. If it's a two-state solution, then both those states should have sovereignty. They should have their right to uh, to autonomy. They should have the right to self-determine. It can't be we're not going to blow you up and you live here and we'll still control you. Which is pretty much what it is. You know why our policy is the way it is? 
Because a lot of Christians and powerful Christians believe that Jews need to be in the Holy Land or Jesus won't come back. Right. That's that's really that's the that's the policy. Yeah, but but the thing is, remember the story that you shared with me, which is to me the thing that just makes drives me crazy. Is you know they get to decide and determine who exactly. the Jews are and what they look like exactly. because of the story that you shared about the Ethiopian Jews right. who were coming there, right. and without their knowledge, without they, their right. consent, right. they were injecting right. them with birth control. Right. Every three months and, right. and making them come back right. to get these injections right. and not telling them what was happening. Right. It, it, it is freedom is such an inspirational thing. You can't tell people what it should look like for them. You can't quantify it for them. If we're having a discussing on what my freedom looks like, then, I'm, then we're not talking about freedom. And this notion, if we're truly going to have people that have to live next to each other, uh, then then one nation who has the right to tell another nation where it can go and what it can, how much, uh, you know, all those things that are just, you know, the hallmarks of freedom. If you're denied those things, you're going to always have these problems. But I think that ultimately every human being, we're born free. All men and women are born free. God, we, we were born free. We asked governments, municipalities, bureaucracies for liberties, not freedom. Freedom is ours. Liberties is what they want. I, I think now, like I always thought, that you can't call it free when you can tell me what to do. Mm. You can't call me free when you tell, tell me what to go. And that is the only want, way that these people kinds of things will start to abate is if we recognize that these are two countries who all want freedom and one doesn't have the right to dictate what it looks like to another. Yeah. All right, coming up this hour, we got the military man Jamal Kingsley. He's here to reto- expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. This is the D.L. Hughley Show. Now, welcome the military man Jamal Kingsley right here to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. Hello, my brothers and sisters. This is Jamal Kingsley, the militant man, here to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. Why is it when they say you shine the light on something, it means you reveal some knowledge. But when you're left in the dark, that means you kept ignorant. Hmm. Are you trying to say the light is smarter than the dark? Think about it, my brother. And why is it? White sugar is sweet and tastes so good. But black pepper burns your throat and makes you sneeze. Are you trying to say the white makes you feel so good, but the black is uncomfortable? Hmm. Everybody knows that white sugar will make you fat. Hell, even the white salt will kill you too. Think about it, my brother. And why is it a police car? Is black in the front, white in the middle, and black in the back. Is it because blacks are twice as likely to be shoved in the back seat of that police car than whites? Think about it, my brother. This has been Jamal Kingsley, the militant man. And until next time, stay woke and think about it, my brother. The Hughley Hustle Home Mix is coming up next. This is the D.L. Hughley Show. 
The DL Hughley Show is where it's at. Get ready to laugh and stay informed. Tim Scott. If you That's take right. all the people that won on 3%, they still wouldn't add up to Trump's lead. <laughs> they really wouldn't. Right. Yeah. They're only a two in the lead. Trump and DeSantis. And DeSantis is this he's he 30 points behind. I'm going to say he doesn't have it's half. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, she was talking about how she was intimidated uh, by Jamal Bowman, a congressman from uh, New York. Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to stop. If she's not intimidated by her reflection, nothing she's scared. Join D.L. Hughley on the D.L. Hughley Show podcast. Available on UrbanOnePodcast.com. We're entering the holiday season. If you're trying to pack on those extra, trying not to pack Ooh. on those extra pounds, check out my top five. That's coming up in less than five minutes. Right now, it's time for what you need to know with the one and only Sybil Wilkes. It's Sybil Wilkes with what you need to know. Democratic House lawmakers were among those evacuated Wednesday night after a pro-Palestinian rally outside the D.C. headquarters of the Democratic National Committee turned violent. About 150 people were outside calling for a ceasefire in the ongoing Israel-Hamas war when a clash erupted with police. Police evacuated the DNC headquarters, which included House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. The Senate has passed the stopgap bill to fund the government and avoid a shutdown. Yesterday's vote was 87 to 11, with just 60 votes needed to pass the bill that extends government funding through early next year. It now heads to the president's desk to be signed. Kevin Hart is being awarded the 25th Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. The comedian will accept the award March 24th in a ceremony at the Kennedy Center. The award is named for iconic novelist and humorist Samuel Clemens, better known by the pen name Mark Twain. I'm Sybil Wilkes. Be informed. Be empowered. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show, your indictment. Uh, you know what Liberty we didn't talk City. about? I was going to ask you about. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Let me, let, me, let me do my go shameless on. plug. Go and do it. Don't be ashamed. <laughs> Are you finished? Yeah. Are you finished? No, you Interrupting go first. my flow. You go first. I was flowing. Well, flow on. Okay. Flow, <laughs> flow on. I don't like when you say it. It seems so <laughs> uh, I'm going to be at Liberty Township this Saturday and Sunday, two Saturday, two Sunday. So come check me out if you're in Cincinnati. If you're taking notes from Jasmine Sanders, before I was so rudely interrupted, what were you going to say? I was saying we did not talk about the fight. Did you see Senator Mark Wayne, Mark Wayne Mullen <laughs> and the Teamster Man, guy? They were getting ready to go to fighting. <laughs> and Bernie Sanders didn't know what to do. Yo, Let me shut down. Yeah, you're a senator. It's, it's trailer park trash. That's exactly what it is. It's trailer park trash. From a senator getting groped in a in a in Beetlejuice to Marjorie Taylor Greene to them not being able to pick a leader to now threatening to fight. The I wish that teacher would have beat just, his chubby ass. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I was watching the Warriors game or the Scal- uh, 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 the United States Senate last night. I didn't know which one it was. I don't know, but it was very embarrassing, and you could tell uh, Bernie Sanders was not having it. He was like, "What yeah. are we doing yeah. here?" That's right. You're <laughs> a U.S. senator. That's all of this is that Trump mentality. All of it. That's all, yep. it, all is. Of it is. That's all, all of it is. He has truly ruined the neighborhood. I think the America as a construct is in dire straits. Let me tell you. And Joe Manchin's running for president. Listen, you're from West Virginia that takes so many dope, so many pills. It's shaped like a Percocet. Why on <laughs> earth would it? You couldn't win re-election. Nobody's going to vote for you. <laughs> I mean, he's trying to he's the better candidate okay. between the two. He might be a, okay. You could feel Tim Scott, Tim Scott felt like he's the better candidate. Yeah. That Nobody. Be, why on earth would I want to vote for somebody from a failed state? Yeah. That might be the ticket. Like you should at least your state ain't even working. Why would I listen to you? Yeah. Exactly. 
Traitor. Why would I want to? Why would I listen? To, why would I want to listen to somebody who hasn't proven that there's that hasn't had an impact in their state evolving and becoming something different? <laughs> I don't know. Talking about working on West the Virginia, other side of the West aisle. Virginia, and he never did what, it. They are the opiate crisis. That's what they are. <laughs> they are the whatever Chicago crisis. is. The black people, they are the white people. I'm they telling are. you, they are. That's crazy. <laughs> this state flag should be uh, uh, a trailer park. I swear. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. It says he's, you know, uh, considering it, and he's got a good chance. You know that his his daughter owned the. Um, he didn't have a good chance. I mean, well, I, I'm let him tell it. But you know, his daughter owned uh, the Epi. She was one of the corporate officers of the EpiPen, and when she owned it, it. it oh, is that when all of that uh, scandal? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I remember. So the, it'll take a few things for <laughs> for you to. Not be, <laughs> you think Hunter Biden? <laughs> Damn, <let me> just... <laughs> All right, coming up, uh, we got a song from when your mom and daddy were still together. We have my top five, a little note from the GED section, and we will cover today's top stories with what's trending on the DL Hughley show. Jasmine, give what? us five ways not to gain weight during the holidays by reinventing aging. Number five, don't have seconds. Whatever, I'm gonna have seconds. I am okay. Why well, they say if you, you don't have seconds too? Yeah, okay, I'm mean, not. I'm not interested. I mean, in this. you know. I didn't just, write this. You know, measure out your seconds. Yeah. You just don't have a whole lot of seconds, you know. Number four of the top five ways not to gain weight during the holidays. Don't drink too much. It ain't hmm. the holiday season without some spiked eggnog. I'm just saying. Got to have something. Number three of the top five ways not to gain weight during the holidays. Chew your food. I mean, I guess. That, okay, I can do that. That's fine. But then I, I'm trying to get to that second plate before they do. So, you might yeah. want to chew faster. <laughs> well, number two of the top five ways not to gain weight during the holidays. Use smaller plates. Well, that'll make you have seconds. Oh, your plates are small, yeah. right? Yeah. And keep getting up. Well, that's the exercise, though. I have guess. you seen uh, Whole Foods have those little brownies? You ever seen them? Uh-uh. They're called uh, mouthfuls. Tyler, what are those weird. little brownies called? What are they called? I don't know. But uh, mouthfuls. Like, like, it's like, it's like they're like 20 that calories. appropriate. What? Yeah. They're only at Whole Foods. I, I don't know where they're from. What were you but doing in the grocery store? I don't. Uh, they were at on the counter, and I'm like, why, "Why would somebody bring these? Are you only twenty? Not if you eat seven thousand of them, it ain't." Wow. Wow. Where do you not buy? Not if it? you eat a handful of them, it ain't. This is well, crazy. You, know. you said a mouthful anyway, right there. There you go. And the number one of the top five ways not to gain weight during the holidays is eat breakfast. Nah, it's dumb. Yes, this is, this so stupid. you won't be so you won't be hungry throughout the day. The eating this breakfast makes you hungrier. Who comes up with this? Oh, Skip. All right, coming out, we got... uh, All right, that's going to do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. It's the D.L. Hugo Show. Your uh, indictment indictment update. Mr. Bob Uh, Humbug. Sometimes I play too hard. You play too hard all the time. Sometimes. With the wrong people. Because you can play hard with me, I'll play hard back. But some people, you can't do it with, okay? Okay, I'm a very loving person. Well, sometimes. And if I hurt your feelings... I think you should... Huh? No, you you're all you're, family you're, here, yeah. baby. Don't worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see We're my all family. You know, let me just tell you something. Let me. Can I sing a song to you, Lainey? Grandma's hands. <laughs> 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 you never heard this Don't song. do it because you're gonna make her cry. <laughs> no, it's a. Went to she can't take jokes. Don't you know that by now? Every day I joke with everybody. Oh my gosh! Every now she's mad at me. Yeah. We ain't just ain't gonna be able to make it. Okay. Well, <laughs> what I said was I'm sorry that. I notice things. That's all I'm You sorry. notice wow. everything. You know what? Wow. I'm sorry I got my prescription on my glasses. Too. Yeah, That's you need to ease back on that prescription. <laughs> uh, Jasmine Sanders, what did you learn today? So two things. I want to remind everybody I'm going to be setting up that Amazon storefront. One thing. Shishy. One thing. Shishy. You, you know what? This is the don't apology. Don't hold your fingers this, like, this, Don't hold your fingers listen, like that. 
Listen. And you know what? Anyway. While you went, you could have. No, my, my nails are always on point. You could have took somebody with you, though. First of all, my oh. nails are always on point. Oh. Okay. Let me just say that, okay? They have points. To they're, they're supposed to. They're better to point with, okay? okay. So, two things. Don't forget, I'm setting up the Amazon storefront for the kids. <sighs> you can buy kids. You can't buy kids, but what we're doing is buying gifts for the holidays, okay? So, make sure you go to I am Jasmine Sanders on Instagram so you can get the Amazon now, I'm storefront gonna right information. Now. I'm going to look it up right anyway, now. Anyway, but what I want to tell you is that legendary <laughs> rock and funk. Bands Chicago and Earth, Wind, and Fire going on tour next summer. What? Yeah, it's gonna be dope. All right, I like Chicago. And of course, what is it? What is Earth your little Fire. thing you was doing? What is your Jasmine's? What is it? I am Jasmine Sanders. That's I on Instagram. Am, I am. You should see mine all the time. I'm always on Jasmine. your page. I don't, even, I don't look at stuff. I love it. Fun over there. Uh, uh, what is it? Store. Amazon, it's an Amazon storefront, but you have to go to my Amazon IG page to store. click the link, and it'll be there. This is, I'm just trying to see if it's a hustle. It's not a hustle. You never know. No, it's not a hustle. You never know. I'm just checking it out right now. Let me look at it. Hey, Skip, what'd you learn today? While I'm checking this out. I learned today if D.O. Hughley ever hurt your feelings, like my uncle used to say, uh, you put him in your damn pocket. You know what I'm saying? Because you better get over I am Jasmine Sanders is the porno site on this. That is not true. Yes, it is. Yeah, look, what is this? Well, you can't just type in and Google. Somebody need to teach you how to yeah. use Instagram. Well, somebody needs to tell you. Well, I, I, I'm going to yearn. I bet you what. Her, her, it's on Instagram, not on Google. I'll tell, I, I what tell you what. Whatever Google. she's selling, I'm buying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> It's for the kids, okay? Right. Well, you need kids. to have her do it. <laughs> so I can get more. Okay, I got you. Um, coming up on the next Deal Hughley Show, if you're not going to happy hour, no worries. We're going to bring the party to you with the Hughley House Party. Plus, we're going to give you another hot new song with my day butt of the week and another episode where people get to tell me exactly. Don't come on, Lena. Come on. Exactly what they think of me. Yeah, called And for you, Deal Hughley. All right. All right. Oh, she wasn't even. Oh, you yeah. said a real that. word. We'll let you make it. I think no, she's say it, yeah, go on. Get it out. Get it out. Nah, nah. Hey, uh, you know what? That's enough. See? That's enough. You, you're putting too much of a, of a fine point on this thing. Do it river style. Get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. <laughs> it's the DRU. So we will definitely see you on the other side. Kyle, my favorite short bus operator. Pull that straight. We got to go. Tap, tap. It's the DL Hughley Show. See you on the other side.